Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Black Millennials Invest podcast. I'm so happy to be back after a long break where I was working a lot with clients one-on-one, and I just didn't have a lot of time really to focus on the podcast, but I have some great, great features for you guys in the coming weeks. Um, We've got some collaborations with other Instagram gurus who are experienced in real estates. We're going to be talking to you guys about, you know, stock trading and all of that. I've been really tapping into my Rolodex of people so that I can bring some resources to the podcast. So today's episode is going to be about things I wish I knew before purchasing my home. So in the interim of me not being on the podcast um, weekly, I had ample time to experience some of the ups and downs of being a landlord and also of purchasing homes. So I had a few clients that closed on their homes in the last two months and I had some issues happen at my own property where we kind of had to put out the fire pretty quickly, not a literal fire, but you know, we had to react very quickly. And so I wanted to talk a little bit in this episode about things to expect that you don't really see coming and that aren't gonna be on your spreadsheet when you're evaluating if it's a good investment decision. So I'm gonna go through some of those topics and then we're gonna bring on our guest and she's gonna talk about some things she wished she knew before purchasing her property um, and and talk a little bit more about what Miss Young Homeowner offers to their following and we'll kind of go from there. Okay, so I'm just gonna jump right into things. Um, my five points of things that I wish I knew before buying my first property, the first of those will be that things break. So we always hear that Yes, things are going to break. You have to be prepared to react because when you're a renter, you call your landlord. But when you're the landlord, the renters call you. So one thing I had to understand when I first, you know, got my landlord feet is that there are some things that you need to react to immediately. And there are some things that are just not that serious. And the tenant is going to think that they're that serious, but they're not. So, for example, one of my tenants has their kitchen chair on top of the heater gate. So the grate that covers the heater, they have their kitchen chair sitting on top. And of course, inevitably it broke. So they call me freaking out talking about the thing is broken because they have small children and now there's a sharp metal object on the ground and you know they broke it. So that's something that I could take out of their security deposit. However, you know, I didn't do that. I just let them know that I will be replacing it because it's a really easy fix. Um, and but what I didn't realize is that they were having issues with water leakage in the kitchen. So the water seemed like it was coming out of the heating vent. So when I came to pick up the rent, they were saying, oh, you know, we're not going to pay the rent because um, the gate was never fixed and now there's water on the floor. And so I was like, you never mentioned that there's water on the floor water on the floor is something we need to address right now so they come tell me oh you know the the gate is broken that's not an emergency that's something that they could really go replace themselves it's really not um, something that I need to replace it would be something that I need to replace if the entire heating system was broken or if um, 
the the heating vent was not um, circulating heat because it was stopped up or something then in that case I would have to send an HVAC technician to actually fix it a gate being broken is not not really something that's on my radar now water on the floor going into the heating problem into the heating uh, vent or uh, water coming out of the heating vent is a big problem and they never mentioned that so when I came and I inspected I saw that there was water on the floor and I sent um, the HVAC person immediately because it seemed like the water was coming from the heating system which it turned out it was not thank God but <clears throat> you know we did have to address that problem immediately and then get around to you know sending somebody over to do like the little handiwork which brings me to having somebody like a superintendent or like um, an inspector that you can call when things do inevitably break so for example one of my clients just purchased a home in north jersey i'm not near north jersey so the people that i know who i might call to send to my property if something were to happen are not going to be available to drive two hours away to north jersey to see what's going on at her property so the day she was looking to rent out her apartment to some new tenants she had an open house for rentals and the electricity wasn't working so she calls the realtors at the house she's like trying to uh, let these prospective tenants come in and the lights are not turning on so she calls the electric company and they say well uh, on our end everything is on so it really comes down to flipping a switch on the circuit breaker going into the basement with a flashlight and knowing which flip is which switch is not um, activated and just kind of resetting the circuit breaker box but if there's no one there but your realtor who's got on six inch heels and and your tenants who that's none of their business in the first place you know who do you call like ghostbusters so you definitely want to have somebody on hand so i had actually advised her to call the person who inspected the home because when we worked with him he was really helpful and he has a whole rolodex of people who do different things so if you need an electrician if you need a hvac person which is like heating and cooling for those of you who don't know what hvac stands for um also he had a, like a general contractor so um, the house needed to be lifted because one of the one of the um, beams in the basement was sitting on a window and so they actually had to lift it so he had the contractor on call so I just had her call him he you know charges of course like $50 to just come out so you know if you have a cousin or somebody who is is a contractor or can do handiwork then that's really helpful but if worse comes to worse you need to hire somebody who can just literally go over for 10 minutes and see what's wrong then those kinds of people are really useful to have um yeah so i also had to replace the refrigerator in my house which was cute and basically they they called me and said the refrigerator's not working it hasn't been getting cold so i called a used appliance store to find out you know how much their appliances cost and I don't want you guys to get overwhelmed when you hear that like these kinds of things break because there's always alternatives to buying new replacement um, appliances or things like that you don't have to go to Lowe's and actually you might want to go to Lowe's because they're closing a lot of stores and a lot of their stuff is 60% off but that's besides the point um, but you know you can go to 
uh, used appliance store and a lot of times they can give you diagnostics over the phone so and they have people who speak multiple languages so for example my tenant is primarily Spanish speaking so I connected him to the used appliance store who connected him to a Spanish speaking personnel who was able to do run a diagnostic on the refrigerator to see if it's something that we could fix or if it's something that we needed to completely replace ultimately I had to replace it but they were really helpful. They delivered and they took away exactly what I needed. And that's just a matter of you know knowing where places are and it can come down to a Google search. Um, a lot of people use Home Depot and Lowe's as their main go-to, but there are a lot of privately owned mom and pop businesses who do great work and who are really resourceful. And if you have rental properties, especially if you have more than one, it's good to use those community networks um, for that kind of thing. So second, moving on to the next issue, is that um, when you're going into purchasing an investment home, what a lot of people don't realize is how closing works. So this is the process of when you actually have found the home that you want, you are ready to go, you put your offer in, your offer gets accepted, and you go into what's called attorney's review. An attorney review is three days long, and you have that time to uh, get an inspection and see if this is the house that you actually want to purchase. So while you're in that stage, you don't have to commit to the contract. I mean, at no point do you really have to commit to the contract, but the idea is after attorney's review, you're now in the contract and you're just waiting for everything that needs to be done, like the due diligence of it all, to be completed. So. Closing is something that people rarely really take into consideration. And the reason that it's something you want to be considerate of way before you start purchasing is because those fees can start to come out of nowhere. Like things like inspection needs to be paid for out of pocket immediately. They're not calculated into the closing costs. Closing costs typically run anywhere from 5 to 10% of your purchase price. So if you've got a 6% down payment, but you also have not included your closing costs, and you may not have enough money to you know, come to the closing table and actually sign the, contract, the, the house over to you. So closing is something that needs to be really closely monitored, understanding who you're working with, understanding what title agencies you need to be associated with. A lot of people are averse to working with companies that are all connected. So like, for example, we've done properties with Weikert and Weikert Title uh, and Weikert Home Insurance. And so sometimes people feel like they shouldn't do that. In, in many cases, it is actually beneficial to do it that way. Um, but you also want to be considerate of what market you're in. If you're in a small town, that's why, you know, when you have small towns, sometimes it's better to use like credit unions where you can actually get better um, promotions and deals because you're, you're feeding into that community. Now, if you're using like a huge bank or something like that, typically you're going to be paying more. Um, but those those perks of a big bank come in when you're in like a big city where um, the taxes are really high and things like that. So you want to use someone who owns a lot of property in the area. So it all is going to depend on where you're investing. But having your closing costs um, estimated before you begin your home buying process is something that you really want to make sure you do. And understand also that closing can take a long time. So you can have a 30-day closing set out and have your closing dates get pushed back 
two weeks and then another two weeks and another two weeks my closing ended up being about 65 days and so for somebody who's you know just trying to make sure i i'm crossing all my t's and dotting all my i's that can be really stressful to think okay this will be done in 30 days and now i have to pay for a rate extension i had to pay i want to say $800 in rate extension fees to extend for another 30 days, all because the seller wasn't prepared to have the water meter read, like they hadn't had it read in in years. And now I need the, I need the water reading to make sure the purchase is, is sound and make sure that there's no lien against the water. There can be a lien on your house and there can also be a lien against bills that are outstanding. So those are things that you want to keep in mind which moves me on to my third point, inspection reports. So I recently had a young lady purchase a home and she got her inspection report and was completely freaked out um, because you can walk through a house and you, you, know, you can bring a contractor with you and they'll do as thorough of an inspection as they can um, before you make an offer on the home. But once you make the offer on the home, then you have a professional inspection where they come, they go in the basement, they tap into the walls, they check all the brick, they check the roof, they check everything, and they take photos of everything. So a lot of times, there, there's things that you never saw walking through the home because you didn't know to look. But an inspector is going to pull them out and say, listen, this has not been updated in 10 years. Maybe this is something you want to update. This absolutely needs to be fixed before you close on the house. And it can it can vary. There's some things that absolutely need to be addressed. And there's things that, okay, at some point you might want to fix this. Prime example, on my house, the brick needs to be pointed. It's a little old. So the brick's getting older and I need to point the brick. But is that an um, emergency? No. However, also on my house, the basement door is bolted shut, which is a fire hazard. So that's something I had to immediately, before I closed on the house, have the fire marshal come and debolt the door and make sure that it was a functional exit. So these are things that you want to understand what they mean and understand the urgency associated with each uh, line item on your inspection report. And also take everything with a grain of salt. Like don't be freaked out if you see some things on your inspection report that you didn't see when you were in the house, because that's the point of an inspection report. You have to um, be able to see what what the eye can't see, essentially. You need that um, official look through. Um, and inspection reports are helpful. So, you know, think of them as a tool and not necessarily as like this daunting, looming thing that's going to create more problems for you. Um, so the fourth thing that I want to talk that I wish I knew before I bought my first home was programs. So obviously a lot of people know about the first time home buyers program, the FHA loan. Um, a good amount of people also have heard of a VA loan, which is for veterans. Um, but there are other programs that are hosted by different nonprofits that offer you not only like closing cost assistance, but also opportunities to purchase homes with little or no money down. A lot of times they include um, classes or programs that you have to enroll in, and it can be a multi-month program where you have to do some things for each month 
and at the end of the program you receive some kind of certificate and they then help you purchase your first home. So the reason I say this is something I wish I knew because I did use an FHA loan and I did get a great deal. However, I want to say like a month after I closed, someone was like, hey, have you ever heard of this program? It's it's completely free for home first time home buyers and they cover everything, your down payment, your closing costs, all of that. So had I known about that, I might have pursued it, you know, and then just because you know about programs doesn't necessarily mean that they're a good fit for you. So the more knowledge you have, the better. So if you have the knowledge of the different programs, you can say to yourself, okay, do I qualify for this? If I do qualify, is it still a good fit for me? Um, and you know, how might I be able to utilize this for different pr- properties? Um, so I highly recommend before you do any you know, property searches or even before you even do your pre-approval, to really take a look at the programs that are in your area because there may be some things that can completely change um, the plan that you might have had for your purchase. Okay, and finally, the last thing is um, quick fixes and handymen, which I talked a little bit about in point one about things breaking, but handyman is a really important thing to have when you're moving tenants in and out because the tenants after they leave are going to, you know, only clean it to some degree. And so you want to have, you know, like a cleaning service, you want to have a handyman to go in and patch up any holes, you want to be able to make sure everything is clean, like with industrial degreaser, Um, anything that was broken that they left, you know, you want to thoroughly inspect your units after your tenants leave, because that impacts how much of their security deposit you give back. So if you're not doing a thorough walkthrough, you're just giving them their security deposit back, then you're not actually being smart about your investments. You want to really go in there with somebody who can help you. And I know for a lot of women, for, you know, I'm having Miss Young Homeowner on the show later. She's going to talk about how, you know, there's a lot of women who are owning these properties and we're not going to be, you know, painting and spackling and staining floors and doing all kinds of stuff like that. And I mean, you can, you know, more power to you ladies. I've, I've stained some floors in my day, but it's very helpful if you've got an, an investment property to have um, a handyman on deck. I personally prefer to rent to men so that I know there's no riffraff going on outside. I want people who are going to take care of things. I had we had a snowstorm here and I just asked my upstairs tenant because he's he's a contractor. Hey, can you go put out some salt? He'll do it. You know what I mean? He's, he's going to do it. I paid for the salt. He just went out and sprayed some salt. But that's things that you want to be able to have, um, especially if you live further away from your from your property. Um, building your community is really important even even i had an issue with my next door neighbor um there's a store next door to my apartment building and um we had a lot of loiterers like people just hanging out in front and the store owner is a good friend of mine now since i purchased the home um he 
put up a no trespassing sign on his store and called me and said, hey, do you mind? Do you want me to put one up on your property? And, and I appreciated that because, you know, we need people who are in the community watching out for your properties and stuff like that. And that's always something that you want to do when you move into a place or you uh, assume ownership of a place, even if it's got tenants, you want to meet the neighbors, you want to meet any businesses that are nearby, and you want to make yourself known and let them know that even if you're not tenant occupying, you are very serious about the, the condition of your home. Um, and if your tenants are not taking good care of your home, you can find them. If you come by your house and you do a drive by and you see there's garbage all on the porch and stuff like that, you can find your tenants because they have a responsibility to upkeep things. And if you're not there to monitor how the land is being treated, it could be easily being destroyed and they don't care, you know? So that's why you really want to make sure you have sturdy materials, you have a handyman on deck and you know the community that you're around. Um, so yeah, that's probably the thing I wish I knew beforehand. Um, but that's really it. So we're going to talk with, uh, Maya from Miss Young Homeowner in our next segment. And we're going to hear a little bit about her experience bringing in people um, and helping them find homes in the DMV area. And I hope you guys like the rest of the show. Well, thank you so much for being on the Black Millennials Invest podcast. Absolutely. Um, I'm honored. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So um, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Miss Young Homeowner. Yeah, so um, Miss Young Homeowner is a um, brand and platform that I created last year. So Mm -hmm. back in early winter 2018. And the whole objective of the platform is to educate and inspire young Black millennial women in particular about the home buying process. Amazing. Um, Yeah. So we stand for everything um, that relates to real estate, investing, financing, saving your money. That's what we're all about. Mm -hmm. And so I've seen your Instagram page, which is for the audience, underscore, underscore, M-Y-H-O. Mm-hmm. underscore underscore so miss young homeowner yeah um, and it's amazing i love all of your testimonials it's absolutely beautiful thank you yeah so so tell me a little bit about um how you got interested in purchasing a home so young how old are you i just turned 26 a few days ago <laughs> oh well happy belated birthday thank oh you. sidebar weren't you in um thailand Yes, I was. I was. I saw you were there, too. Yes. I was like, wow, we just missed each other. I know. That would have been crazy if we were there at the same time. Could you imagine? That'd be so funny. It's such a small world. Were you celebrating your birthday? I was actually there for a work trip, so okay. definitely more work than play, but nice. were you there just, just for fun? Yeah, so um, I'm an Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated member, and we were celebrating our third anniversary. Oh, that's and awesome. My, yeah, it was a great time. Um, it looked like it was so much fun. It was, it was. I highly recommend to our listeners, get you some real estate so you can finance <laughs> a trip to Thailand. I second that. I definitely second that. <laughs> But okay, so so you're just now turning 26. How old were you when you purchased your first home? 
I purchased my condo when I was 24. Um, nice. Yeah. So um, to your original question, like how mm-hmm. I got into this, I would definitely attribute it to my parents. They mm-hmm. always instilled within me at a young age to be not just a consumer, but an investor. And yes. so um, seeing my mom as a single mom and mm-hmm. even when my dad got remarried, my stepmom brought a row home in D.C., and so I've always, I guess, been surrounded by homeownership. Yes. <laughs> um, and I guess growing up, you realize, like, all of your friends don't have that mm-hmm. influence in their in their family or in their lives. And so mm-hmm. it just makes it even more important what we do, our mission, and yes. making sure that specifically Black millennial women are getting this message that you can invest and buy property at a young age. You don't have to wait until you're old or married or a mom or any of that absolutely wow we are saying the same thing like a synonym sis i'm telling you (laughs) like a synonym synonym because (laughs) i that's exactly my story my parents were really uh, involved in real estate investing um at a time when i was younger they had almost uh 15 properties i think they had 12 they were really doing well and um and it was just such common conversation in my home. Just, you right. know, I was young and I was even at the properties watching cabinets get put in, helping paint, you know. And that's awesome. And like you said, my mom has been a, a really big um, advisor to me in helping to understand how it all works. And I realized just to your point that our friends and our communities don't have people in their lives who can impact them in that way. And so that's even my goal with Black Millennials Invest is to essentially be what my mom was to me, to our community of young people so that they don't wait until they're 40 and wondering why they hadn't invested in property. It's it's a thing we can do right now. So that's exciting to hear that you're doing it as well. Yeah. And it's even to like the point of you don't know what you can do unless you see it or you're exposed to it sometimes. Yes. And so if you're growing up in a household where you've only seen your family renting, Mm -hmm. never really investing or even like dabbling in like the stock market or like having a diverse portfolio, like you don't know where to start. It's more intimidating than someone who like was exposed to as a kid. Exactly. Right. Right. You are. Um, Okay. So so now that you've gotten um, your platform kind of set up and people are looking to you for uh, information on how to get started, um, how exactly does Young Miss Homeowner work? Like, what do you provide for your viewers and your, your following? Yeah, so our biggest product, quote unquote, mm-hmm. is our YouTube channel. Nice. Um, we have, um, we just actually released season two two weeks ago oh man so exciting i know so every week we basically have a new episode um that talks about one of the aspects of home buying okay the first season was um just pretty much uh like a group of us Mm -hmm. that um invested in property in the prince george's county maryland area okay under the age of 25 so it was five of us I met these girls through high school and just like mm. grew up with them. And so it was even more special that when I was going through my home buying process, I would like randomly run into them like at brunch or at the grocery store. And when, when we got to catch up, they informed me they were also buying a home. And so we kind of was like, okay, well, let's also spread this awareness and 
this energy to everyone else. Nice. And so season one is mostly about us talking from our personal home buying experience. Okay. Whereas season two, we have more industry experts. Mm-hmm. So we have real estate um, agent. We have a few credit repair specialists. Mm-hmm. We have an interior designer. Um, we have a real estate investor um, just coming in and giving their perspective. Nice. Um, because we don't know everything. Right, <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to kind of bring in different people. And, you know, that's an effort that I've been making also with Black Millennials Invest is just bring people who have different expertise and and talk about the things that they focus on. So that's why I was excited to speak with you also, because, you know, we're mostly in New York and North Jersey, and you mm-hmm. have a whole different experience near uh, in the DMV area and in, right. um, in Maryland. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Um, now, what kinds of properties are um, you guys focused on, or are you just focusing on anyone who's interested in buying property? Definitely anyone who's interested. I would say between um, myself and the four other girls mm-hmm. who are part of the Miss Young Homeowner crew, um, the majority of us purchase condos. Okay. Actually, it was like half and half, like half purchased brand new condos. Mm-hmm. Um, one girl purchased a unit in a multi Flex mm-hmm. in DC, and then um, one of the girls she bought a townhome and completely renovated it. Wow. And so we kind of touch on the different properties, but the process, no matter what type you're buying, is more Very or less similar. the same. Right. Yeah. So although we had different end goals or different types of homes that we wanted, we mm-hmm. kind of all went about it in the same way and wanted to convey that to our audience. Nice, nice. That's awesome. And so when you say went about it the same way, did you guys use any first-time homebuyer programs? Absolutely. And anyone who is listening to this, please don't buy your first home without buying or utilizing, rather, a first-time home buying program. There's so many out there. Um, you only are a homeowner once in life, mm-hmm. so you want to make sure you are taking advantage of those programs. You can get close to little, um, to as little as 3% down payment. Right. Or you can get money towards closing costs. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, I'm pretty sure all five of us definitely used first-time home buying programs. And they vary based on the state or county that you live in. Right, right. In In the first segment, I even touched a little bit about the kinds of programs that people should look into and in every area they're going to be different but for example in New York there's a program that does 100% of the down payment and the closing costs Um, and then of course there's the standard FHA program that a lot of people are familiar with Um, and yeah and that's something that we definitely want to talk more about Mm -hmm. like the different types not even just the programs but the different type of loan structures yes and I mean it's honestly so it's so much that you can touch on mm-hmm. when it comes to home buying and so I once again I'm very appreciative of you allowing us to come on your platform so we can kind of let people know that we exist we're out here of course please tune into our YouTube channel so you can learn something if there's something you want us to talk about please let us know DM us yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I mean, you guys are doing a great thing and just kind of starting to scratch the surface with the information because there's so much information. Like you said, um, the different programs, so many levels to things you need to know. Um, and if we're sitting at our jobs all day, you know, we come home, we don't necessarily have time to just be, you know, trying to reteach ourselves all exactly. these things that 
we need to know just for adulting in general. Exactly. There's so many things. Like, there should have been a a manual on how to be an adult. Girl. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's the next thing we need to write. Yeah. One big chapter about investing and one big chapter about home ownership. So Mm -hmm. many chapters. (laughs) There's so many layers. Exactly. So, um, you know, we with Black Millennials Invest really focused on um, multifamily homes and, Mm -hmm. and using the properties that we get as investment income. Um, And so that's even a process too, because those are treated like a business. So you've got to take a look at your income. You've got to file your taxes differently, like all those different pieces. Um, But there's a big traction for it. And and we have to understand um, as leaders in this kind of way that uh, people are eager for the information and mm-hmm. as much information as we can pull together and even connect with each other and, and make resources for our networks. Um, it really does positively impact our community. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if not just inspiring people, letting mm-hmm. them know like, Hey, I go on this Instagram page. I see someone that looks like me. They look around yes. my age. Like they can do it. I can do it too. And then to your point about resources, like we don't all know the answers because these are both multifaceted topics. So exactly pulling in other experts and letting them, you know, use your platform to shed light on what they have going on. Like you said, it all helps the community. Exactly. Um, So in regards to the community, um, I'd love to know, like, what are some tips that you might share with somebody who's looking to move from another area? So I know a lot of my listeners are in New Jersey and New York and have considered moving to D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and mm-hmm. um, would love to have any pointers that you might suggest for even finding realtors or finding uh, reputable groups that we can associate with. What are some Absolutely. Of so do your research. Like, mm-hmm. I can't stress this enough. Even if you aren't relocating to a new state, if you're looking to buy or just move in general, make sure you do your research research the type of property you want. There's a difference between townhomes and condos. Research all of the fees that are associated with home buying. You have your um, earnest money deposit. You have your down payment. You have your closing calls. You have your appraisal fees. There's so Mm -hmm. many fees. You want to make sure you do a personal um, personal research on your own finances. So you know how much you bring in on a monthly basis compared to your expenses on a monthly basis. What is your budget looking like? How much can you afford comfortably, Mm -hmm. um, in rent or mortgage? Um, so yeah, do your research, do your research on the neighborhood. Um, the DMV area is very expensive. Um, and there's certain neighborhoods that are still budding. They're on the precipice of gentrification so they haven't peaked in terms of costs Mm. so make sure you research um where you want to be if you have friends in the area already call them text them facetime them get all the tea about everything you need to know i know one of my friends just texted me actually when i was in thailand asking about neighborhoods in maryland because she's looking Mm -hmm. to buy a home here and so if you can get that insider scoop definitely do that Also, um, if you're buying a home for the first time, please don't think that you can do it without a realtor. Oh, my God. It's (laughs) possible. I almost had a heart attack when you said that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's like, it's just not recommended. It's not best practice. You don't know really what you're doing, whereas someone who's literally an expert in this this subject can help you navigate. They can help you negotiate your contract with the seller. Mm -hmm. They can tell you about properties and developments that haven't even broken ground yet. That's how I found my place. 
Oh, um, wow, good. And then before the ground is even broken, that's when you want to get in because the price is yes. never going to be that low. <laughs> right, ever, ever again. And then you ever. go in with instant equity. That's awesome. Exactly. Um, another tip, kind of going back to your income versus your expenses, mm-hmm. you want to make sure you, and we talked about this in season one, do a personal assessment. Mm-hmm. Are you even ready for home ownership? Do you mm-hmm. have a job that requires you to travel often? If mm-hmm. so, potentially having a mortgage, unless you're running out your room, might be more of a liability. Are you looking to move again in a couple of years? Or right. So just kind of assess um, your personal financial situation, assess where you are in life, mm-hmm. um, and then definitely, definitely do your research for sure. Very good points. Thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... We, I, I do a lot of consultations with people who are looking to, you know, invest in their first investment property and mm-hmm. they, you know, come from every stage of the, the investment game. So it's like just now fixing my credit and want to start saving to, yep. Hey, yep. I've got $20,000. What can I get? Cause I can't get anything in New York, but you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, and so I've, I've seen like every stage of it and you're right. It's just, it's a matter of doing the research and knowing if you've got a good handle on what you have, because if you try and multiply what you have without realizing how you're managing the money you're already having, Mm -hmm. it's just going to be chaotic for you. And then, and then the IRS comes knocking and we've got problems. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I, that's so awesome that you say you do consultations. I Mm -hmm. actually will probably call you outside of this recording and pick your brain about how that's going for you. Of course. I would love that. So I, it's funny because I was talking to your publicist about how, um, I'm, we're like two separate spectrums of the same market on, on right. social media is where it's like, you've got a lot of the resources and social media following, whereas I'm much more on the ground and like the people that I know are yeah. sending me word of mouth referrals. And we've got a lot of people actually coming to see homes and, you That's know, and so all that stuff. Awesome. Wow. Um, but then I dropped the ball on Instagram and, I, and my friends are like, <laughs> where's your posts, sis? Well, we can definitely, we'll definitely have to exchange some tips and figure out ways that we can continue to connect and work together. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's, we're just at the beginning of this. Both of us are very young and we've, yeah. we've got a long way to go. And, and it's really exciting to see, um, black women, especially just like paving our own way and really um, doing things that are community centric. So it, it really is. And I mean, it, it, like you said, there's there's a thirst for it. I mm-hmm. mean, mm-hmm. Anytime we post something on social media and we get the reactions and the likes, it, it really does take me back and, yeah. and make me realize like people really want this information. Exactly. They do. They do. Um, All right. So last question before I let you go. Um, What are three things that you wish you knew before purchasing your home? Oh, that's such a good question. (laughs) Um, I wish that I had done more of a personal assessment on my finances and how they would be impacted now that I have a mortgage and all Mm -hmm. of the other related bills that come with home buying. Um, I think it's even more different if you're going from living with your family Mm -hmm. to living on your own and having a home. Whereas somebody who's already used to paying bills or living with friends or an apartment, 
it's not as drastic of a of a change. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I wish I would have reflected a bit more on that and just budgeted it a little bit more closely so I could have been prepared for the influxes mm-hmm. of my expenses. <laughs> I hear you. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's one. Two, I wish I would have bought a multi-unit property. Um, mm-hmm. So I know you you touched on that earlier, mm-hmm. which is so awesome that you're consulting people or like um, referring them to, to go that route. Because if you buy a multi-unit property um, and you're able to use your down payment assistant programs for being yeah. a first-time homeowner or all of those things, mm-hmm. you can basically live in one unit and rent out the rest and have the tenants pay your whole mortgage, honestly. Yep. That's my life. That's my life every day. <laughs> every day. Um, one of my real estate mentors, she refers to it as house hacking. Her name is um, Kendra Barnes. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the key resource on Instagram. Quick plug, but she always talks about house hacking, and so definitely would have did that. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm I'm house hacking now. I have uh, three units, and and they I've I've got one unit paying the mortgage, one unit paying my pockets, and one unit oh, keeping man. me cozy. You are goals. Oh, I'm really gonna, I'm really gonna call you after this now. Please do, please do, because I need to visit the DMV. So I need to see what's going on in a yeah, good old Prince George's. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot going on. And then I think the third thing I would say is, um, I probably would have diversified my savings portfolio a bit more. And this okay. is kind of a little separate, but. I always recommend people who have the disposable income mm-hmm. to invest in um, a mutual fund yeah, or even a stock portfolio, mm-hmm. um, especially if you know you're looking to buy a home soon in yes, the next six months to a year. Yep. It definitely helps having that lo- large lump sum of money that can accumulate over time to help mm-hmm. with down payments and everything. And so I think I would have diversified and been a little bit more aggressive in my investments up until moving, just so I would have had potentially more money um, to play with. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny you mentioned that because I actually have an episode of this podcast that talks about um, diversifying your portfolio. And I go through some apps that are really common for investing, Mm -hmm. um, like Acorns and Stash and things like that. Um, And then I also talk a little bit about the importance of hiring a financial advisor. Um, I had the privilege of having one of my frat brothers, um, who is an advisor, he looked at my finances and he was like, all right, sis, this is what we're going to do. And he kind of laid out a plan for me. And I told him Mm -hmm. what my goals were. And it was actually funny because I told him, this is before I bought my property. And I told him I wanted to buy a house. And he was like, you're crazy. (laughs) Look at you now. like, how, sis? And I said, okay, watch me. Watch me. Watch me work. Listen, (laughs) you are goals. Okay, so we're going to get you featured um, on our page. Listen, we're going to make it work, okay? gonna make it work for sure if ever you're in the area we need to set up an in-person interview and all of that (laughs) I would love that I would love nothing more that's amazing but well thank you so much Maya I mean you have been amazing thank you for coming on the show and talking to us um I am definitely excited for season two of your YouTube channel I'm definitely gonna check it out and all of you guys you who are listening please go check out her YouTube channel Miss Young Homeowner 
Yeah, thank you so much for having us and allowing us to use your platform and shed light on this topic. And I'm looking forward to us connecting in the future because we definitely will. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. It's the very beginning. The very beginning. For sure. Well, that is our show for today. So thank you guys again so much for tuning in. Thank you for everyone who's been sharing, liking the podcast, um, giving the Instagram page some love, uh, reaching out and making appointments for Black Millennials Invest. I'm, I'm loving all of the eagerness to get involved and get invested and even just begin to plan so as you guys can see this is a thing that's happening all over the country you know we've got it going on in new york and new jersey up here we've got it going on in dc with miss young homeowner it's just a really exciting time to make better financial decisions that are going to impact your family in the future Um, and and give you some residual income so it's just been really exciting and I appreciate everyone's patience with me trying to kind of get my feet with the podcasting and Instagram and and working with people one-on-one if you guys have questions or if you know of other Instagrammers or YouTubers who would benefit from being hosted on the podcast or who would like to um you know, work with me, please do connect me either via Instagram or you can email me at blackmillennialsinvest at gmail.com. Also, if you're in the New York and New Jersey area and you're interested in learning more one-on-one and setting up um, kind of a meeting with me to talk about starting to purchase investment properties, absolutely reach out. Don't hesitate. I'm an open book. Um, And until next time, thank you guys so much.